Welcome to a special oh, okay. Sunday interview edition of College Pick'em with Wes and John. We are live today with the Coopers. Uh, I will let John do a little uh, little uh, inter- introduction for him. Go ahead, John. Okay, they are Mike and Matt Cooper from uh, Barlett, Tennessee, outside Memphis um, from the 901. Uh, they bring up Barlett High School Athletics, and uh, this is a special year for the Barlett program. That's one reason I want to bring them on this year because the football team, you know, went to the semifinals of the state playoffs, and they were able to broadcast most of their high school games this year with it being a, like we talk about, West, with it being a crazy 2019, 2020 with COVID. And um, I just want to bring them on. So, Mike and Matt Cooper, welcome to the show. And uh, the first question that we got for you guys, talk about a little bit about your website of kptr.com and how it got it all started. Well, it basically started in December of 2000, 20 years ago. Uh, Matthew and I, along with Ken and Eric Opperman, were at the Centralia Holiday Tournament, and uh, Bartlett was one of the participating schools. And up in southern Illinois and in western Kentucky, most all the towns have a, a radio station that follows the local high school and breasts their games. And of course, that that was no exception there. Matter of fact, there were several of the teams that had stations that would, you know, follow them. And uh, and WRXX in Centralia, they were the voice of the Centralia orphans. And so we got to know some of those folks around there, talked with them. And after Bartlett played in the morning session, we went over to McDonald's restaurant, which was just down the street from Centralia High School, the four of us, uh, Matthew and then Ken and Eric Opperman and I went over there and we began to talk about how we might do this, you know, how it would be really cool if we could do it. Of course, in the bigger cities, in the metro areas, there's not as much of that because you have more uh, usually media presence for uh, college teams and in Memphis, uh, of course, there's the pro team. So that's where most of the local media presence is. So we talked about, we, we talked about it there and we talked about it for the rest of the trip. But we continued to uh, discuss it and we looked into first seeing if there were any radio stations that might for sale. Well, there were not, not in this area, not in the Memphis area, but even if there were, the price would have been way more expensive than what the four of us could come up with. I mean, I mean, it was just not feasible at all. So the next thing we looked at was possibly buying time on a local station but there were no stations that were interested in just having Bartlett um, sport. So that, that really was kind of put to bed because it just wasn't there. So uh, 
one day I I was in my office and I I read about uh, a new concept. By now this was uh, it was 2002, so we had been working on this for over a year. Um, and I, there was a new concept called internet radio, and I had never. I'd never heard of it and I read about it. And then um, there was a name at the end of that story of a broadcaster in Lexington, Kentucky that they were trying to put together a network. And so I got his number, I'm from Kentucky and I, I got his number and called him and he, along with a broadcaster in Warwick, Rhode Island, were doing this joint venture. And they were looking for internet stations. And their main product they wanted to have was sports. And believe it or not, they were more interested in local sports, like high school sports, even though they, they would not turn down college or any other, for that matter. Did you have... No, I was going to just say, I mean, thinking about how much of a different world it was back then, you know, internet radio, internet radio being a, a new idea, I mean, there was no Facebook yet, there was no right. social media yet, there was, I mean, it was, it was totally, totally different, and now we don't even think about it, but, but back then, I mean, yeah, the, the options were so limited, and like you said, that things were so expensive, we didn't know what to do or how to do it, and then they got, we got to thinking about it, and it just all kind of hatched and came together, and then, uh, you know, it just, we just did it. So, <laughs> so what we did, uh, I, I called this this fellow in Lexington, and then uh, I also called the uh, broadcaster in Rhode Island, and uh, we signed on to become one of their network stations. So, you know, now we had a medium to present our product. The challenge was going to be no one knew what internet radio was. They'd never been, no one had ever heard of it, you know. Of course, now there is no station that doesn't have a web stream. Or, yeah. or uh, if, if, they, if they don't, they're not, they're pretty much not in competition. Let's put it that way. Uh, so it's as, it's, it's as part of media today as anything else. As a matter of fact, I, I was talking with the general manager of a, a media outlet that I do some news work for. And, and he told me that he thinks that by 2022, which is, you know, just right around the corner, that ad sales from web streams will be bigger than what terrestrial radio is. And so it, needless to say, it's, it's a, as Matthew said, it's a different world today than it was 20 years ago. But, um, since we had the medium, now we, we, we have, so, so I went, or Matthew and I both went to, uh, the coach of Bartlett at that time was Hubie Smith, and also the athletic director was John Harrington, so we met with them, and we said, you know, here's what we got, do you think you'd be interested, and of course they were interested, because, you know, it, it was, it was, a brand new thing and it was something that's going to help the school so so 
you know, I've worked in media, in radio for 47 years. So I knew a little something about how we're going to have to put it together. The only difference was we we're going to have, to have a website. And uh, so we came up with the call letters KPTR. There was already a WPTR at that time. There was not a KPTR. And PTR is a is basically a it's an abbreviation for Panther. Bartlett's the Panthers. So that's where that's where that came from. And so uh, the other thing we were going to call ourselves, the four of us, the Bartlett Skybox crew. Now where that came from. Um, we had followed Bartlett Sports for a long, long time before we ever started this radio thing. And uh, we would go to football games and sit at the 22-yard line at the top of the stands, the four of us, Matthew and I and Eric and Ken Opperman. Well, we had a reputation for being very, very loud, being very... Uh, Crazy. exuberant <laughs> uh, and, and if i may interject on that it was the older generation that was really the louder of us yeah uh, we probably didn't act like the adults that we were I, I mean not not that eric and i didn't voice our opinion we did but but let, let, there, there there was some there was some loud cheering and other concerns <laughs> voiced towards officials from time to time from the older generation but uh, but yeah yeah it, we, it was an, it was a well deserved uh, term given to us. I so think. so how it, how it came about it was a playoff game one night and Bartlett won, and the four of us were really cheering loudly and as I said the two adults were probably not acting much like adults and a fan and I wish to this day that I could remember who it was I don't. But they, all these years that we sat up there, we always said we sat in our skybox because it was at the top of the stands. And this uh, fan in front of us turned around and called us. Actually, the fan said, well, it looks like the Bartlett skybox crew has gone wild. <laughs> That's where the name came from. And it stuck with us. And so when we went on the air, we thought it would only be natural to refer to ourselves as the Bartlett Skybox crew, and, and that's what it's been all these years. And I know we probably got to move on for, uh, to the next thing, next question, but I wanted to add, tack on to what Jonathan said about this season, and that's what, you know, going into this year being 20 years later, and, you know, with all the COVID going on, didn't know if there's going to be a season, didn't know if you're going to have the first game against uh, CPA for Bartlett. Kind of came together last second. I mean, you know, Bartlett and CPA and Milan uh, was good enough to host it. I mean, so uh, you know, we didn't know that was going to happen. And going on to do, you know, Bartlett lost that first game against CPA, which they went on to win the state championship in their division. Um, and Bartlett doesn't lose a game again up until they lost in to Brentwood in uh, in the semifinal. But to think that that was 20 years to, I mean, yeah, 20 years ago was the last time Bartlett went to the semifinals. That was a senior in high school. And we go off and play Glencliff, Nashville Glencliff. I mean, and they just smoked us. And then this time, 20 years later, here again, Bartlett's kind of coming up again. They, I mean, uh, got a great coaching staff, great kids. I mean, everything's coming together. And, you know, you come up short against Brentwood, but in that game, you know, you, you know Bartlett belonged, on the, they belonged in the field. 
I mean, that was a tight ball game. It's a great ball game. Came up short in it. But, I mean, just seeing how far they've come, not just in 20 years, but in you know, the last two years with Coach Tucker. Um, and it's just been really fun. So this year was great to be a part of that, you know, 20 years later. Yeah, um, as far as uh, the, the name is concerned, I'm glad that y'all's came easier than ours. We're in the process now of changing our name. And it's, I mean, our three minds have just been exploded with ideas. And, you know, you, like we've all three said, we're really probably kind of overthinking it, but it'll come to us whenever time is ready. Um, all right, now let me ask you a question because I'm not familiar. Which one is Mike and which one is Matt? Just want to make sure. Uh, my, I'm Mike, the old man. Matt's the okay. young man. Matt's okay. the play-by-play. -play. I'm the color commentator. Gotcha. Now, uh, and I'm and I'm the sports director. And right. and John's the sports director. Uh, Depending so on who you ask, question. I might be Mike Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt, I'll, I'm going to ask this question for you, and then after this question, my second question will be for all three of y'all. Uh, Matt. How big of an honor is it to be able to work with your dad on the sidelines, uh, game in and game out? And also, what has he, what is, what are a few things that he's taught you about the business? Ah, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, growing up, you know, your dad's over here growing up, right? So you don't, you know, you don't know, nobody gets to do this, right? I mean, not everybody gets to, do this, um, to just, during that time with dad, right? I mean, no, no matter what you're doing, I mean, if it's just hanging out or fishing or doing whatever, and this is something that we both enjoy doing, not just for Bartlett, but we enjoy doing period and knowing that he spent a lot of time doing this, um, you know, before I was even around. He and my mom actually, almost they didn't meet, but I mean, they- Oh yeah, we did. They got to know each other a lot better uh, <laughs> when they were doing college radio at Murray State. So, um, and Paducah Community College. So, um, so radio has been a part of the family, I guess, for a long time. But um, in terms of what I've been able to learn, I mean, you know, when I started doing this with Dad and Eric and Ken, I was just kind of the—I'm not saying the low man on the totem pole, but I was just keeping the book and I was uh, filling in with some color commentary here and there and different things. And then when uh, Eric took a different job and I kind of got bumped up, started doing play-by-play. I was getting in a lot more time behind the mic and he was teaching me things about the business and things, what to do, what not to do. And I learned very quickly that the, and, and there are others in the business um, in much higher levels of broadcasting than I am right now that have learned the hard way. And I learned it early, early on is to always, always, always assume the mic is hot. Anytime you've got the microphone in front of you, assume it's on. Uh, the, some funny bloopers can happen and some careers can end. So you have to be very careful, but yeah. um, we've seen that happen. Unfortunately, I mean, funny things and not so funny things. But uh, but yeah, definitely always assume the mic is hot. Um, and then and then also, I mean, uh, you know, just the pro the professionalism aspect of it. I mean, you know, there uh, you have to learn very quickly when you're doing play by play that you can't be a fan anymore. Yeah, I mean, you have to be excited. You have to be you know excited. You have to be informative you have to be on top of it but you can't get sucked into the moment so much that you forget what you're doing because you're describing it to people at home right. so um what i had and dad mentioned this and i had other broadcasters mention this is just if you have somebody in your mind like almost like a portrait in front of you like you're describing it like if john's out there and then like john i'm gonna be, I'm, I'm describing this game to john 
you know, everything I'm saying is to that one person, despite the fact that there's probably thousands of people listening to you. So um, keeping in mind the professionalism aspect of it, um, always be aware of what you're doing, who you're doing it for, why you're doing it. And um, everything kind of runs smoothly after that, even when things don't run smoothly, because in radio, something's always going to go wrong. And so you got to adapt and keep on rolling. But, uh, but yeah, I learned a lot about that. Yeah, uh, I've always kind of equated uh, radio commentary. I'm a big wrestling fan, and Jim Ross is an iconic voice. And Jim Ross always said, you know, when you're live, there's no net. So you just yeah. got to take it with the punches and keep rolling. He said, and that mic is always on no matter if you know it or not. So uh, my second question is to all three of y'all. Um, what made – John, let me start with you. What made okay. – you get into the radio sports i mean i know obviously you're a huge bartlett fan i mean you're known as bartlett john i don't know that it gets any more of a bartlett <laughs> fan than that but um what made did you get involved with the coopers and also with uh bartlett sports in their radio broadcast oh wow so it all started kind of when i was like eight eight or nine years old when i used to go to the basketball camps with hubie smith and john harrington because they, they're legends in Bartlett. You know, they were basically – they won so many games under Bartlett. Uh, let me just say, like, when I was, like, eight or nine years old, it really started when I went to the basketball camps under them. And uh, and then fast forward to – I went to a basketball team camp also at Bolton High School, which I don't – that's a rival school. But, you know, I went to them as well because I didn't know where I was going to go to school for high school. Because, you know, with all the city annexes or somebody might be moving out yeah. to the country, they might be going to Bolton. So you never know. Uh, so fast forward to my high school career, when I managed the basketball team under QB Smith and John Harrington, my sophomore year, my I mean, I tried out for the freshman basketball team just for the heck of it. You know, if I make it great, if I don't make it, I know it's all about fun because I know the, co the coaches, you know, <laughs> that type of deal. So my sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school is where I managed the basketball team when we went to sub-states, region championships, you name it, district championships, and everything like that, and road trips and up to Mumford for district basketball games. So my junior year, I was struggling in Spanish 2 and, ge or geometry, Spanish two and geometry. Um, so basically my second half of the semester, I couldn't really catch that many basketball games because I was either going to tutoring or studying or anything like that. So I just basically approached Coach QB and Coach Harrington and said, hey, nothing, I hope y'all understand, but I really cannot catch that many basketball games the second half of the semester just because I was struggling in both classes. Because they always say junior years are your hardest year in high school. Uh, so senior year, I was helping, you know, so basically I just told him, I said, hey, I cannot catch that many games. So, um, I listened to the games while I was in high school, basically. If that makes sense. Yeah. So my senior year, I basically helped them out a little bit after the games and just talked to them and said, hey, I appreciate what y'all do for us. I basically look up to y'all one day. Hopefully I can become a part of y'all. Yeah. So I think Mike and Matt – or Mike might have approached me my freshman year in college at Southwest, and I'm like, do I really want to do school and broadcast – you know, in the long run. I thought about maybe going to school and do like journalism, broadcasting, but you know, a family, when a family member tells you hospitality is good for you, 
You know, we got to take that chance and see what happens. Especially when you don't know when broadcasting and journalism could get you, like, with the pay and everything like that. Right, right. So I got approached by Mike. Uh, I think it was, like, Mike, I think it was the fall of 2005, like, three weeks before school started. And they asked me if I want to become a part of them. I'm like, hey, if, I, if y'all understand with me, I'll try to show up when I can. I can show up every Friday night because I wasn't re- really working, like, in right. job at all. I was probably working at, working at like a Toys R Us or Bowling Alley or somewhere close to that. Right. So I was like, yeah, Friday night's football season. I'll basically become a part of y'all. Absolutely. I'll, I'll do it with y'all. I have no problem whatsoever. Uh, so basically, it all started my freshman year. And then my throughout my college career, I started going to more football games and more basketball games and baseball games because they do football, basketball, and baseball. So after college, Officially, after I graduated college, I had a more flexible schedule where I could basically become more flexible to them. So now, after about 2008, 2009, I think my first ever road trip with them was up in Carbondale or Centralia or somewhere like that, or even like to Nashville for like a basketball, baseball tournament or something like that. And I'm like, this is just something I enjoy doing part-time. I know it's all like we talked about, Mike and Matt, and, you know, when the coach, Kibby Smith, brought it up to us as well back in high school, it's all about the kids. You know, me personally, that's how I get all the kid motto from them and from previous coaches and previous writers. Um, because if it wasn't for these kids that don't have, you know, for example, like we talked about with some of these athletes, like with Kendall this year, Wes, if people don't actually go to these games and support the kids and write about them or even share a story with them or say, hey, or even talk about them on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever platform they use, it's basically they don't get enough looks by that. I mean, they get enough looks as it is, but they need more publicity out there. So basically, right, right. it all started back really back in middle school or in high school and in college and then. Now I'm just a sports director, so whenever I'm not actually at a Bartlett game, I'm actually at another game giving them updates on, like, our next opponent. For example, if Bartlett's playing, like, Houston, for example, the week after, I'm going out to watch Houston, and I'm basically giving them the score update so they can bring that up on air. And then I'm also giving them some information on this team as well to get us ready for the next week as well because of that. So – I've done baseball games, I've done basketball games, I've done football games. The only thing that we're really missing right now is me getting a football state championship on a radio. It's hopefully it'll come up soon because we've done the Barlett baseball state championship and they have done a basketball close to basketball substate when I was in high when I was in high school. So hopefully this year with the basketball team, with it being a crazy year in general, with the Shelby County schools not playing their basketball games and basically the maybe the best four teams out of the West are going to be battling it out for a sub-state game. And Barlett could very well basically go to state this year. And it's on my bucket list to basically be a part of them as a Barlett basketball. You know, if Barlett can make it to the state, I want to basically be part of this. We've done girls basketball because, you know, girls basketball has gone to state under me. But we have not done a boys basketball state tournament. So basically it started about 2005, 2004 for 16 years now. I've enjoyed every single minute of it. And like I said, I'm the sports director, and I've done play-by-play. You'll be surprised. I've done a little bit of play-by-play, and I did really? a baseball game. Oh. Yeah, I've done a baseball game play-by-play oh, before. I may have to scroll down the website and find that one, John. I'm going to have to scroll <laughs> down the website and find that one. 
But yeah, I actually um, did it because I actually did that one because they went to a wedding in Nashville. Their uh, Mike's daughter and Matt's sister got married. Jennifer. So I did the play-by-play -play with my dad on a baseball broadcast before. I bet that was I bet that was good. I bet that was good. Um, so Mike and Matt, what made y'all bring John on board? I mean, obviously we know John's well, passionate about sports in general, <laughs> but uh, actually, wow, Wes, really? No. Uh, <laughs> see, we went we went on the air November seventeenth, two thousand two. At Harding, and yeah, it was at Harding Academy in Memphis. And uh, uh, anyway, we had been on the air for about two years. And which, before I forget it, I want to tell this. Uh, <laughs> Ken Opperman, our, our partner, always said that November 17, 2002 was a banner day, not just because KPTR went on the air that day, but it was also a banner day for West Tennessee officials because everything got a whole lot quieter at games because we weren't yelling at them. We were on the air and we couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> so officials appreciated that. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Two years after we were had gone on the air, we, we it became obvious that we were going to need some more help. Partly because Ken and and Eric were taking on different job uh, responsibilities. Uh, you know, this is not the way they made their living, right. or is it ours for that matter? But they were not going to be able to attend as many games as what we were doing because at the time we were doing upwards to 80 broadcast or 80 games per year between wow. the three sports. And so wow. we were talking, the four of us were talking and, and they said, you know, we're, we need some help. And, and Ken actually said, you know what? John Sturdivan is a very dedicated individual and he, he helps us out every time we turn around, he's doing something for us. He said, what do you think about getting him to be part of it? So, well, it works for me. And so that's how it all came about. And, uh, because, it, you know, John can do things that, that we can't. And, um, you know, he, yeah, can, like one uh, games. he can go to <laughs> other games and that kind of uh -huh. stuff. And then, and then Terry, his dad, that's, you know, they've done the actual broadcast when none of us could be there. And the one he was talking about the night our daughter got married that was actually the substate oh wow baseball substate it was a big yeah. game wow so uh yeah and that's how it all came there. about christian <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything cool yeah as uh as someone who's done play-by-play -play in college here in clarksville arkansas and currently doing color for the high school team at the radio station what do you what advice do you give someone just like me who's just starting out in radio well i mean when i first i mean we were talking about you know when i first started doing some of this stuff and getting uh lessons from from dad and from different people I, I mean i talked to a few other people that um had been in broadcasting one of them is now still the play-by-play -play announcer for the memphis redbirds the triple a affiliate in memphis um, and the one thing he always said was, you know, whenever you have 
a big play, whenever there's something going on uh, that's like a defining moment in a game, if it's like a game-winning home run or a game-winning mm-hmm. touchdown or um, a game-winning shot, I mean, maybe even just game-winning, but it's just something that's really huge and make the call, be exciting, and then let the crowd tell the story. Don't right. talk all over the moment. I mean, there, there, there's a, there's a, there's a point for that, but at the same time, let the crowd tell the story. Uh, that was big for me because I'm, if you cannot tell, I will talk all day. I, I like to talk. I like to explain. That's just kind of same. Yeah, yeah. So you, you feel me, Christian? I, I'm right there mm-hmm. with you. Um, and so that was one of the big, big lessons for me uh, was to let the crowd tell the story and then always be willing to learn. I guess it's kind of life in general, but I mean, I, I don't ever want to assume that I know everything because I don't. I can always get better. I can always learn. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to broadcasters all the time, not so much because I'm interested in their team necessarily. It's just I want to hear how they do it. Uh, like, I, 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 okay, I'm going to say this. So, John, don't, don't excommunicate me. I do not follow UT. I am not a UT fan. I am not anything to do with the University of Tennessee. I'm a, Memphis, I'm a University of Memphis graduate, so nothing, you know, I'm not a ball, anything. But I like listening to Bob Kessling. I think he's a good broadcaster. He's, he a, does he's an amazing broadcaster. He's yeah. an excellent guy. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. way so he I, describes it is beautiful. It, it, so it, I just wanted to be careful. You know, I'm not crossing over any, any boundaries. I'm not going you for UT, <laughs> but, I, but I love Bob Kessling. I think he's, he's excellent. Um, and this is the, this is, the, this is a, not really a advice thing. It's just a little nitpick thing. Um, whenever I've been broadcasting and I've heard of other people do this is when you're the broadcaster and you describe the team as we or us, yeah, don't be biased. We, we we are we are in the broadcast booth, right? The, yeah. Us, they are down the field, down the court. Yeah, that that's that's a little, like a little tiny little thing, but that to me yeah. is like a prof- big professionalism thing. So, uh, yeah, always be willing to learn. I mean that that that's a big 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 thing. All right, I, thank you. I uh, you know I've been doing this since 1973 when I was in the ninth grade. Is when I I actually started in a broadcasting club at WKYX in Paducah, Kentucky, which, you know, I know we're talking about sports, but, you know, I'm still in WKYX every day in their news department. And I do all the work from here in Memphis, but I take care of stories in West Tennessee and also stories even in West Kentucky and Southern Illinois. And I do a lot of writing for their news website. You know, I, I think it's kind of cool that I'm still on the station that I started on 47 years ago, but uh, uh, Matthew and I have done, and we do contract jobs for different stations, which we've done contract work for WKYX Sports, but uh, with with our Bartlett thing, uh, the advice I would give, or to anyone for that matter, at whatever level you're on, is you love the team that you follow, you know, and, and everyone knows how much we care about our Panthers. And so I'm sure you have the same feeling toward the school that you're covering because that becomes very, very contagious. You know, people, people will listen just because, you know, they love them too. And they want to, they want to hear how they're doing it. That kind of thing. Right. And uh, fans are fans do listen, and they, and especially the parents. And I was actually told by a uh, parent this year that I was negative, but 
I think it just boiled down to I was kind of more used to breaking down the game instead of calling it from a Homer expect uh, Homer uh, you know perspective. But you know, there's always room to learn, I guess. Well, and I'll, and I'll say this: I mean, there's always a way to say something. I mean, there's always a way to say, you know, they messed that up as opposed, I mean, and, but not say it that way, you know, um, so the vocabulary is always important, but even then, I mean, like I say, you you can be pro your team Mm -hmm. without being too Pollyanna or with not being, you know, negative. Like you, you, you can speak the truth about something. It's just maybe how we say it as opposed to maybe just the words we say. But mm-hmm. you, you bring up a good point, though. I mean, I, and he was talking about it. You know, if I'm doing a Bartlett game and they're playing Arlington, and Arlington is the big rival now, okay, mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be a big thing. So I'm broadcasting for my audience. They're clearly going to be pro Bartlett. That's the way I'm going to broadcast. But at the same time, those kids playing for Arlington care about the game just as much as right. our kids do, and they mean just as much because they're, they're competing. And so I'm not going to – be derogatory or discount if they make a great play i'm going to say it's a great play now i'm not going to say it with as excited of a tone as maybe with the bartlett kid but Mm -hmm. i mean you know i'm going to give them as fair a broadcast because they deserve that so i mean i'm i it's you listen to like we listen to kessling we listen to um i mean you you think of any great broadcaster you can think of i mean anybody that you look up to that's the way they do it yeah i mean um I'm trying to think of a, of a better example, but the guy, um, the guy down at Florida State, and I can't think of what his name is, but it, I, I don't know if y'all ever listened to him broadcast a Florida State football game, but it is beautiful. I mean, the guy yeah. is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you, when you can, uh, we can, you, you can do it in a fair manner, in a professional manner, at the same time still be broadcasting for, honestly, but for your audience, you know who you're broadcasting to and for. Uh, right. So I mean, yeah, there, there's a way to do that. And it, it takes time, just takes practice. And I mean, but the people who have a knack for it, just like anything else, if you got a knack for it, you got a knack for it. And it's mm-hmm. just honing your skills, honing your talent, just like any other athlete would do in their game. So I mean, I mean, if you'd asked me 20 years ago, I'd be doing this, I would have not believed it because I was not that I'm a shy person, I'm not. But I mean, I just never would have thought I'd be doing play by play of any kind. And here mm-hmm. we are. And I've had the chance to do state championships. Uh, I mean, big, big basketball games have seen some, I mean, now NBA players in high school, I mean, and, and call the games and it's just wild to think about. So yeah, you don't even yeah. know what chances you get. It gives yeah. you a chance to be yourself Go too. Chris yeah. And, you know, of course we had to, with what we put together, I mean, it was basically starting a station from scratch. And uh, so, and that's where, my broadcast experience, I guess, helped out somewhat because like I had to, you know, I had to to do the engineering side. I had a couple of of mentors of mine in Paducah that helped me on the engineering side. Uh, I had to go out and sell the ads Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, we've got people, some of our, actually one of our advertisers with us today has been with us since day one. Yeah. And, and the other, awesome. the others have been around for over ten years with us. You know, I was going to add one other thing to that too. And you know, Christian, you, Christian, you and I have been kind of talking a little bit about about these things too. And not to derail what we were talking about there, but uh, 
in regards to learn, we talked about you know, being able to learn and being able to continue to progress in our uh, growth as broadcasters. But the, one of the biggest things also to add to that, guys, is don't, don't forget to bring your personality to it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, continue to learn and continue to grow and continue to uh, take advice from people, but, but take your personality and plug it into it because we can't be just, you know, robotic automatons over the people. We, we can take, you know, bits and pieces of that, just like coaches take bits and pieces from other coaches, but always be yourself and, right. uh, and, and, and insert your personality into it and have fun with it. Yeah. All right. Here's uh, my question for both of y'all. Real quick. I, I got, uh, go ahead, John. Okay. This is a two part question. How many games have y'all actually broadcasted for Barlett alone? And I know y'all did a little bit of Arlington in the past as well. But uh, all right, uh, real quick, and then we've what done. Go ahead. So my second part question was, what is your favorite football, baseball, and basketball game that you have covered as well? All right, we've done one thousand four hundred and eighteen Bartlett broadcasts. Wow. Uh. We've done a total of 1,000, I think it's 1,659 sports broadcasts. So that, that, that includes contract jobs that we've done for other schools. And that's all. That's high school, college, everything. And then we've done, on, on the station itself, we're just shy of 2,000 broadcasts, everything. Now, that's sports and talk show you name uh we were the first internet sports station in the state of tennessee and as far as i can the research i've done now i may be wrong about this but at least what i've been able to research we were the second station to have a web stream the first in tennessee was wsm in nashville the big country station and we were the second. Now, I may be, there may be another one that I haven't found that beat us into web streaming. I don't know. I know it's it, doesn't really, it, it doesn't really matter, you know, but I'm just saying we were in it when nobody knew what it was. Let's put it that right, way. Right, right. And then, of course, I, you know, I think it, we've been, we've had, we have a little AM community radio station on 1700 AM that's been around now for how long, Matthew? About six years, maybe yeah, something like that. Of course, there aren't a lot of people that listen to that because our power is so low. We're limited as to the amount of power that we can put into the thing, but it is there. But uh, our our big thing is the web stream. You know that that's that's what we started with and in everything. So, um, but as far as which games are the biggest, I mean, oh, I got three already. Uh, I'm gonna share my three. We'll see if we'll see if they're the same. Baseball, it would have to be the state championship game in 07 against South Doyle, where the Panthers won the state tournament. It has to be that one. Uh, basketball would have to be. It was the regional semifinal about eight years ago when Anthlon Bell hit a three at the buzzer to win the game. For Bartlett, they were down by two, and he hit a three. He was a Razorback. Yeah, that's yeah. why I brought it up. <laughs> would, but, I, I remember foot, that name very well. And then football um, would probably have to be this year when Bartlett just absolutely 
I mean, they beat Collierville every way there was to beat them in the, uh, I guess that would have been the, it was quarterfinal, the quarterfinal of the state playoff. So, uh, so the, the football one would have been just a few weeks ago. But but those would be my three, I would say, and I would uh, be here well, to see what man. I brought up I brought up I brought up baseball just because y'all did do a eighteen inning baseball game between Arlington and uh, Germantown one day as well, right? Well, yeah. Now the story on that one, real quick. Bartlett and Ky- Bartlett and Arlington had both made it to the substate that day or that that year, and Coach Chris Ring, who had been previously in the, on the Bartlett staff, and we known him through that had asked us ahead of time, hey, if we make it, would y'all be willing to do it if we, you know, sold the sponsorships and paid y'all to do it? And so we thought, well, you know, that's okay. Good. Because that wouldn't be under KPTR per se, Bart. That, that would be just something we right. would do for them. So so we thought, okay. Well, Bartlett went to Carville and had a Murphy's Law game where nothing happened, went right, and we got run ruled, I mean, like the sixth inning or something. So got to Arlington on time and did that game. And uh, – yeah, it goes 18 innings and just, you know, is wild. But um, so, but okay, so going to baseball, uh, he already mentioned the state championship, which I've got, I mean, I've got to mention that. But on the way to that championship, Bartlett's playing Mount Juliet and uh, Jacob Wilson coming to, come to the plate and there's a runner on base already. And I'm thinking to myself, if he hits a home run here, does something, you know, wild, they win the game. And he's the kind of kid that could have, you know, sent it over the wall easily. And of course he went on and is still playing triple A baseball now, but um, I said something to the effect of, you know, you know, maybe Jacob Wilson can have some late game heroics here or something like that. And lo and behold, he hits a, um, it hits one out to right field. The kid from uh, on base comes around and scores. And as Wilson is rounding on third, the relay throw from out the outfield and go to the dugout, which by rule means that he gets to go to home and that's the winning run. Wow. And it was just this big moment. Uh, same kind of thing happened with the Arlington game that we did that Jonathan referenced. and went to eight, 18 innings. The kid who ends up winning the game, uh, a kid named Bug Cox, which is still my favorite baseball name ever. Uh, Bug, it was the starting pitcher, had been taken out once, put back in as a defensive player, taken out again, put back in the third time as a DH, and hits a, a walk-off home run. And I thought right before that happened, I, I said, okay, okay, he's done everything but hit the game-winning home run. And the reason I say that was not because I sounded, I mean, not, I'm not, I'm not to sound smarter than I am, but I, an advice that uh, I was given by another broadcaster was always say stuff like that, because if nothing happens, nobody's ever going to remember it. But if something does happen, you sound like a genius. And so I always rem- remember those two things. So, yeah, but that definitely the, the, the South Oil game he mentioned for baseball, but also the Mount Juliet game for baseball. Uh, football, he's still much under with Collierville, um, not because, just because Collierville, I mean, not because Bartlett dominated Collierville, even though they did dominate them in that game. But, uh, and that's not, that's not a slight to Collierville because coming into that game, just two weeks prior to that, Bartlett and Collierville go to overtime for the region championship. It was a totally different game. So I expected that to be just a knockout, dragout, slobber knocker, Wes, to, to borrow one from JR. Um, yep. And it turns out <laughs> to be just one where Bartlett completely took the game. And that was such a joy to watch because, you know, there have been so many lean years that year Bartlett was really showing that they really belonged to be in that spotlight. And so I was really proud of them in that night. So that would be on football. And with basketball, again, he's still my thunder. Uh, Anthlon on that one. Um, what was so great about it was 
that was not the first time that year that Anthlon had done that to Brighton. We'd gone up to Brighton earlier in the year and uh, Anthlon had bit, hit a three-point buzzer, uh, buzzer beater from the corner to beat Brighton at Brighton. And so we've played them again in the region championship. And on that game, he took a pass. Uh, actually, th there was a uh, freshman. Um, and John, you can help me. Uh, he started at Bar. Yeah, yeah Chris Chioza. Yeah. Chris Chioza was a freshman at Bar before he transferred to White Station. But Chioza had the inbound and pass. Now, yeah, now with the Brooklyn Nets, yeah. Right. Did he so played Florida? Florida? Yeah, he, he went to Florida. Florida. Yeah. And what happened was, is Anthon inbounded to Chioza. Then uh, he cut baseline, cut up the middle, took a double screen from the free throw line. She also gave it to him top side, and he nailed the three at the buzzer. And it was the most beautiful play. I knew exactly what uh, they were doing because I was coaching freshmen with the, the then head coach, David Owen. I coached freshmen with him, and we'd run that play a thousand times in freshman ball. And so as soon as they <laughs> hit the inbound pass, I knew exactly what it was going to. He was running eagle, and Alvoy Antoine, just, it was beautiful. I mean, it was the most exciting play I'd ever got to do but um but yeah that's definitely my basketball win also yeah we had a it was an interesting thing because we had uh uh we were talking about what we thought bartlett might do they were down by two and there, there weren't i don't know what was there four five six seconds there wasn't much time left and uh uh we had uh, actually mr browning was on the air with us that night uh, a friend of ours a guest uh commentator was with us and uh he said and matthew both said we believe that bartlett with anthlon bell has the shooting to be able to go for the win here and i said no guys i disagree with you i think they're going to pound it down low and <laughs> go for the tie and maybe get a and one but for sure go for the tie and so they run this play that matthew said and anthlon drains that 25 foot jumper i mean it was nothing but net and and the of course the crowd's yelling is going wild and you know matthew's saying anthlon bell does it again and mr browning said you can hear him say this on his headset over the crowd he said told you <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in mid shot actually yeah told you but, um, but yeah it was it, it, it was pretty wild that was a good team back in 2011 that was they had a good team yeah that, I'll give you my favorite games probably this year or in general real quick as well before Wes has this is questions since I am part of the crew or whatever. Baseball, yeah, Matt and Mike nailed it on the counter, basically on the basically nailed it and said this outdoor game. And all the other sub-state games when we beat Houston or Carryville just to qualify for the state because it's a privilege of just going to state in general. Because the South Doyle game matched up an interesting game because Chad Zerker ended up going to Memphis you know, play baseball. And he also faced one of his college teammates in Zach, or not, not Zach, but uh, just faced a lot of college teammates in general. Um, and then, you know, the base, the basketball game is all the, like Antoine Bell did the buzzer beater as well, like they mentioned. I'm going to go back to the Bolton Barlett robbery games and the basketball in the past as well. Because without Coach Abraham and Coach Hubie, those were not the same like they used to be now, for example. Because the robbery, like they mentioned, the robbery now is Arlington because the way those schools are expanding by enrollment now, those are basically the better memories now as well. And then I'm going to go with another throwback. When Bartlett played Cordova <coughs> at Bolton High School, 
basically a four overtime game. Oh, the quadruple Tyler overtime Harris. game. Yeah. Tyler Harris basically fouled out in the first overtime. And it just showed that no team really wanted to basically play East at East with Penny Hardaway at Substate, you know, that game. Wes. I mean, you blame and him? It was just, I mean, what a goodness. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it was just a nail biter back and forth between two great teams and two great coaching staffs where nobody really wanted to go to East and play that game because it was East with James Wiseman and all them, you know, but, uh, that was one of my best memories as well. Watching Tyler Harris light it up for like 30 against us through for like four quarters and watching him succeed like he is right now playing at a college level, you know, playing at Iowa State. Now he was at Memphis, you know, in the past. I know Bartlett's had so many great players play college ball like Chioza, Han Barrington, who went on to Hawaii and had a contract, you know, somewhere overseas for a little bit. But I don't know if that worked out or not in the – but just talking about these great memories like Evon Bell. You know, y'all are Arkansas fans now. Y'all live, or Christian especially, lives in Arkansas pretty much all of his life. Mm-hmm. Watching Evon Bell and all these players play overseas or basically playing college basketball is one of the privileges of basically watching them grow up, covering them. And then the football, I'll go with the Houston game this year. You know, especially the playoff game because that went to overtime. It showed basically how much this program has changed in over the last two years with Coach Tucker as a winning program now. I know everybody talks about, yeah, y'all played the cupcakes and, you know, whatnot last year. But I'm, I'm like, I'm taking a six-win season no matter what the first year under Coach Tucker just because of how many losing seasons we've had in the past under so many coaches. Yeah. And then this year – going to overtime with Ben and Wills to go for Houston. Then Houston showed a lot of heart this year, especially without their star running back in Lincoln Pair. And to show that, you know, this is to show how much Houston Barlett football game is kind of like a rivalry game as well from the past. When we were in high school, for example, Wes, I don't know yeah. if you remember that running back, A. Felix back in the day, that big guy. Mm-hmm. But that was the Barlett-Houston game that reminded me of this year, you know, this as well. But, uh, yeah. Those are my three memories right there. That I'm thinking, kudos to that Stagall kid from Houston because I mean he was playing both ways almost every down and did not get gassed. I mean that kid was a warrior that night. Uh, just as a show that's you know obviously we we've had this show since September, uh, you know so we're kind of growing uh, week by week. What is some advice that they, that you guys could give us three uh, as far as our show? Uh, in the future and everything else? Good question. Well, I mean, kind of like in broadcasting, always be committed to get better. Uh, always be learning. Uh, and stay dedicated because anything worth doing is going to be hard. I mean, there are and were times over the last 20 years where I would like, okay, I'd really just rather not go to a game tonight because it's cold and wet and I'd like to do maybe something else right now. I'm not paid a whole lot to do this, or I'm not paid at all to do this. Um, but, you know, when it's a labor of love, when you really like to do it and you really enjoy doing games and you realize that no one else is going to do this if you don't do it, um, it kind of keeps you focused on it, you know. So um, stay committed, stay the course. You, you know you've got a vision for it and um, and stay true to the vision. That, that vision, can it can change somewhat, you know, and that's the nature, especially of technology, 
Like we yeah. talked about, it's a different world in 2020 than it was in 2002. Uh, but but stay committed to it because when you know you love what you do and you have a dedication and a passion for doing that, then stay the course because th- there will be rough patches. It's just the nature of the game. But stay committed. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. We, you know, when we came on the air, uh, we were on uh, this network, which had it was known as iHi in those days. It later became Easy Stream and. There were only five stations in the whole United States, and we were one of the five. And uh, I never will forget after the first, oh, maybe 10 or 15 games, the engineer called me one day, and he said, you know what? Y'all are having upwards to 50 listeners per game. And I said, you know, I thought, you know, I I thought, well, what's he going to tell me? We, We haven't got enough it's not worth their time you know that didn't sound like very much to me because the only thing i only frame of reference i had was terrestrial radio because that's all i'd ever known and and he said 50 he said this is unbelievable he said you know if people have five or ten they're happy and y'all are having 50 so that was great you know and um and so anyway you know like like Mandy said, we just kept going. I mean, there's been nights I'd, it'd be cold or raining or snowing or no well, telling what. Well, not in or, uh, <laughs> or like in the case of Atlanta one day, we were in a tornado warning. Um, yeah, I texted them. <laughs> yeah, but uh, twice, twice in that trip. Yeah, tw- but I'm saying, you know, you just go, you do it anyway, whether you really feel like doing it or not. That's how you do it. But we, we've been amazed at like our, we have a very big, listenership like the nine football games we did for Bartlett this year had 4,051 listeners I mean that's like 450 per game average but the 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 Brentwood game had 855 and then the most we ever had listened on one game was in 2015 at the state baseball tournament we had 1,470 listeners on one game it almost crashed the system that was (laughs) wild it it actually it actually, the 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 day before we'd had twelve something, and it did crash it. And I had to, I had to call our tech, uh, in Seattle, and and I said, look, we've got to have more bandwidth, and we got to have it right now. You know, yeah. And so they got it, but, you know. Well, and and one of the coolest points about this is that that you know, as you guys do this thing, and you start to get a following, and people who are loyal to it, uh, it, it's the joy is getting to get the feedback. Because um, that last state baseball trip, um, John Bolin, um, who now is in the Kansas City Royals organization, yeah. uh, was the star pitcher. And, 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 that, and that guy's an athlete. I mean, you talk about being the star yeah, he's a stud, quarterback, star forward in basketball teams, ace pitcher. Well, um, he, he's, he's pitching in, in, in this game, and it's a, it's a do-or-die game. Uh, and... After we ended, we, we won this one particular game and ended up losing uh, one game shy of the state championship mm-hmm. game itself. Uh, the final, we had to come out of the loser bracket. But uh, I got back to work. I, and I work at Bartlett High School. I, I'm in uh, the special education department there. So um, I get back to work after the tournament. And everybody's telling me, like, how much they're listening to it. That, the fact that they had the doorways open in the hallway. And awesome. they'd, hear, they'd hear classrooms erupt upstairs because they were listening to it 
and a big home run happened or something. And the people in the central <laughs> office at that time, the central office was located at the high school itself because we're, we were in the midst of a renovation. And, and the people in the central office were listening to the game. And so everybody at the school was listening to the game while school's going on, which, I mean, I guess that's okay or not okay, but. Uh, <laughs> of course it is. But okay. the fact that people were in, you know. Speaking of snow, I think it's snowing but, here right now. Nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, in, in, in Memphis, you know, we may get, you know, upper atmospheric snow, but, you know, you just have to breathe the word snow and people freak out. Uh, I, I had somebody ask me yeah. earlier today, early this week, you know, what the weather's like in Memphis. And I tell them, well, we only have two uh, seasons in Memphis. We have summer and cold pre-summer. Yep. So that, you know. Well, a big snow in Memphis. Well, it doesn't snow a lot here, but. Uh, I, as there's a big snow in Memphis is one that you can see. Yeah. That's a big mm -hmm. snow. But, now, now watch it do it this year now that we talked about yeah. how it does. Uh, <laughs> they say 2020 will be better. I, I would say, you know, just, just keep at it, you know. Uh, I mean, it's taken us 20 years to get where we are, you know. Um, I feel like we've done about as good a job as we could do, you know, with, with what we had to work with. Uh, you're talking about shoestring budgets. I'm not even sure we have shoes. We, I, don't, I mean, it's a, such a small budget, you know, that we've been able to put this together with. We've got very dedicated sponsors, I will say that. Yeah, uh, and we've we've been able to get enough through the years that we've been able to keep our equipment upgraded and everything. Uh, we don't make a lot of money, you know, after everything's paid. But again, as Matthew says, it's more of a labor of love. We've never lost any money. Um, now, I actually even in this COVID year. I don't think we're going to lose any money. It's going to get close, and we may we may end up actually just when it's all said and done, we may make five dollars for the year or something. But <laughs> but that's you know again, uh, we didn't it start tough. it. We didn't start it to, yeah. to be a big uh, money making thing. That wasn't that right. wasn't the reason we did it. Well, radio doesn't make a lot of money to begin with. You know, it's well, just, no, it's, no. no. I started to say, you know, and I've been in it forty seven years, and you're you're not in radio for the money. I'll promise yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you look but, back at the memories you've made, it really it it equals out to money. I mean, right. And, right. And, uh, but we. Well, if I could say this, like, I, and again, I, I've not spoken with Anthlon in many. Uh, I mean, I know he's going off and living life and doing his own thing. But if a kid like Anthlon could go back one day just on a whim and find that game and remember that moment of when he released the ball and shot the shot and hearing the play, but you know, if if a kid can hear that. And feel big time. Now, yeah. granted, Athlon's gone on and you know played in the SEC and he's done big time things. But even if there's a kid that you know maybe he's not going to be a D1 base, baseball basketball player, and he's just he's, and there's nothing in the world wrong with being a good high school athlete. Nothing in the world wrong with that and going on with your life. But if you know maybe he has a big game and he goes home and gets to hear that and feels big time for a minute. I mean, and gets that surge of adrenaline. That that's the whole point, right? And make 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 a kid feel big time because he is big time. That's important. So that that's kind of the whole kid and caboodle. You know, we've uh, that's that's a good point that Matthew makes. Um, on our intro, we have there's five plays, and I this was made several years ago, but I went and edited in what I felt like were the five biggest plays we had ever or calls that we'd ever made of plays. 
And one of them is that one that Anthlon hit that game-winning shot. Or, and you'll hear that on the intro. If you if you listen to one of our archive broadcasts or listen to a live one, for that matter, if you hear the, the introduction, you'll hear that. That's that's one of them. But like he said, I mean, you've just got uh, games that, you know, people can go back and hear and listen to it uh, because, you know, it was so exciting or whatever, you know. And we've been able to... Uh, like I say, most of our broadcasts have been for Bartlett. Of the sports, 1,418 out of 1,659, I think it is, have been for Bartlett. So most of them are Bartlett. But we've got to do others, other high schools, other colleges. We did the uh, Gulf South Conference softball tournament for KCAB in Russellville, Arkansas. And that was Arkansas Tech Arkansas that we Tech, were yeah. we were on uh, there with that bunch from I guess that was what about 2012 or somewhere back in that mm -hmm. 2011 20 yeah and uh, and then we did a, a contract job up as I said in Paducah for WKYX and then WPAD which is a sister station of theirs for my high school it was their last year before they were consolidated for their basketball season and that was that was a lot of fun uh, because you know it uh, that's where I grew up and uh, so we got to do that and that was a challenging year and because we would have games in Paducah one night and in Memphis the next night well you know that's oh, yeah. a, that's a two hour and 45 minute yeah. drive and uh, so we were on the road a lot that year yeah you know back and forth but it was a lot of fun, you know, yeah. to do that. Now, you know, John, I got one more memory for you. I don't know if you remember this one or not. This yeah. is on the intro, and I fought tooth and nail to keep this off the intro because it's the only one where Bartlett loses on the call. But they didn't know they lost. I know that, but but y'all know that now. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so it, it, it was a great call. So Eric Offerman was making the call on this, and what happened was we're in Centralia, Illinois. This is early in the broadcasting cycle, but they're playing O'Fallon, Illinois, and. Bartlett had the ball previously. Corey Smith, who would have gone on to play uh, Division II basketball at Christian Brothers University. Corey's got the ball, hits a three, and is fouled. Gets a four-point play. Bartlett goes up by two. Well, finally gets the ball across half court and calls timeout. And they get, they, I mean, one through four, they are great three-point shooters. So Don Deaton, who's the head coach of Bartlett at the time, I mean, he tells everybody, lock everybody down. I mean, and they have everybody on lockdown. So finally gets the ball in to their six, I mean, like six post player. Yeah, it's like six, six post player who's never hit a three in his, well, I don't say in his yeah. life, but then he'll hit a three I mean, in yeah, that I don't season. think he had ever taken a three. He, he had never taken a three, gets it from 30 feet out and buries it at the buzzer. Who had never made a three in a game, according to their coach. And it was, I mean, it was a uh, gutch punt kind of a game, but uh, but a great call Eric made. But anyway, but it's on the broadcast too. So I, I think you remember that, uh, John. Yeah, because, I remember it because I was there too, but yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but uh, were you okay? People, how far back can people can people actually go back to 2002 and listen to the games? Well, not on the site anymore. I've still got them, and I could probably look them up and find it and get it to somebody. But so, how far back can they actually go back? Right now, they can go back about. Oh, uh, a year and a half, something yeah. like that. We okay. were forced to change over um, 
providers. And when that happened, we lost the ability to go that far back. But we, but like he said, we still have we still access have them. to them. So we, we do have, have them if someone's yeah. interested and wants a particular okay. game. They're yeah. just not on demand. Yeah, I, I just have them. I'd have to, I'd have to get them recorded, or I'd have not record it, but uh, copy it. Yeah. I, it's, I, now it's you got to understand. Yeah. I, I still say record and stuff like that. You know, that's the old terrestrial way of doing yeah. things. Then the old analog way. If of you doing could things. dig I, that, uh, if you could dig that baseball game with John's dad <laughs> up, I'd be very, very, very interested to take a listen to it. Seriously, I really. Would. I could probably uh, find. It, it's different. We talk about technology. Like everything now is on little, little digital record. We do plays of the game and replays. Yeah, it's all on digital recorders. Yeah. Man, when we walked into Harding that first game. You, it, you, we could have had a Trans American Van Line pull up behind us. We had like uh, suitcases full of cassette tapes and analog <coughs> equipment, and we actually did have plays of the game rewound on cassette tapes on day one. It, it was crazy. So it's different wow. now. But yeah, but wow. yeah. Yeah, I looked yeah, up and I don't know what. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, send them the tape tonight. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. The uh, I tell you, um, the first time we did a live broadcast because in the in the early years, a lot of the games were not live because the gyms around here didn't. Have, the only way you could do it was with a phone line, and they didn't have phone lines in these yeah. gyms. Right. I mean, Wi-Fi was unheard of. It, I don't guess it had been invented, or if it had, it hadn't made it to Memphis anyway. Um, but uh, the first time we did a live broadcast, it was actually about the fourth or fifth one we did, but it was up in Kentucky, at, at Benton, Kentucky, at Graffinville, Kentucky. And the Benton, Kentucky station, WCBL, the guys there, I knew them because I'm from Paducah. And they said, hey, y'all want to use our dedicated telephone line and i said well, sure and so they let us use it so we were live that's the first live one we ever did and matthew you know he he mentioned earlier on this call about <laughs> how you learn that if there's a microphone you just assume it's on <laughs> and because we went to a we went to a commercial break and he didn't realize we were still on the air and he well <laughs> He said something he wished he hadn't said. What happened? Well, what, what, and this is nothing bad. What happened was that Bart was playing uh, Fort Thomas Highlands in uh, Marshall, Marshall County in the big uh, hoop fest they have. And Fort Thomas Highlands went on, a, went on like a 10 0 run to start the game. And Hubie Smith called a timeout immediately. And I announced that they'd call for time. And then basically just, you know, thought we were off the air and we weren't. And I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but uh yeah so, that, that got, got on the air <laughs> uh so yeah i learned after that don't don't do that so um what's the footage that somebody had listened wasn't it like in russia one time uh the furthest <laughs> well the furthest one now was actually huh china yeah the furthest one was oh, china yeah. and the story with that was is that i was still coaching freshman basketball back then i was an assistant and dad we had some new equipment and dad wanted to test it out and so he broadcast one of our freshman games just to see if it would work and one of my kids dads was on a business trip in china and listened to it live on the other wow. side of the world and so that's when i that's that's when it dawned on me that we've got something that's kind of cool yeah it, it was that was that was really cool now uh as far as an as a terrestrial signal 
And John, you were on this broadcast. It was at Houston oh, no. one night. <laughs> uh, First time hearing this. Started in Houston. I thought you knew about this. No. But that particular season, we did a, a partnership with KWAM here in Memphis where they carried our Friday night broadcast as well as on our team and on our 1700 AM, but uh, KWAM is 990 AM and they're a 10,000 watt station in the daytime. At nighttime, they're supposed to be, and they are 450 watts. So it basically pretty much just covers the Memphis area at night mm -hmm. and maybe a little further out, but they have two transmitters Oh, no. And they have a switch at sundown that switches from the 10,000 watt power down to the 450. Well, we were on at, at Houston, Bartlett and Houston that night. Nice, and right. the switch failed. So instead of switching to the 450 watt nighttime power, they stayed on the 10,000 watt. Well, at night, oh, 10,000 watts on AM will go to the west coast <laughs> and so there was a station in beaumont texas on 990 <clears throat> and they called kwa and said you might ought to check your power because your football game is covering up our local signal here in beaumont <laughs> so there is no telling we know it went to Bo <laughs> wow it went to oh, beaumont I, texas I'm so john they heard you on 990 that night in Boma. yeah that's right it was i forgot that's what did a play-by-play football game with another colleague that's right because they had a prior committee i thought i was just doing baseball but i also did a football game yeah i did a football yeah. game too that's the game we were talking about yeah man beaumont texas is so, not uh, anywhere close to memphis at all that's 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 impressive yeah so but now that like i say that wasn't supposed to that was a, a malfunction in the train hey, we'll still take it though right <laughs> yeah we'll take we'll take it now yeah. Of course, that's that's not as far as actually this uh, this man that's on a business trip was in Shenzhen, China, listening to his son play basketball in Bartlett, Tennessee. So that was cool. Wow, that was that's really very, cool. That's very cool. Go ahead, John. Well, that's all the questions I got. Well, guys, uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, it, it went a little longer than we said it would. Uh, that's just kind of how we are. You know, that's all right. We're, we're kind of some talkers. Um, but uh, thank you very much for uh, a great interview, great insight into uh, not only radio, but broadcasting, and then talking about the great memories that you guys have, have had over the last 20 years. Uh, and then also talking about old crazy Bartlett John up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you guys very much for being on the show today. Uh, John, do you have anything for him in closing? No, it's just that like, if fans, you know, want to listen, um, just go to kptr.com and, you know, as much as I'm not going to be there this year, they still do a good job without me. And uh, it's been a fun ride with them. You know, I've just been crazy with them, being with them since that many years now. And like I said, if people want to listen, just go to kptr.com. Mike and Matt do an excellent job. They do both boys and girls games for basketball. They do baseball. They do football. Um, Actually did one soccer game. Yeah, did one soccer game. And it's all about, to me, like we talked about in the like 35 minutes ago or however how long it was it's all about the kids the lot the kids need a lot of publicity these days because it's hard for these college right now especially right now with 
COVID going on, it's hard to see college coaches come out to these games as well. Yeah. And the only way they're doing it right now is by Zoom calls or even watching on huddle <laughs> and everything like that. So if people just want to listen to their basically arch rival games, go to kptr.com. And we hope folks will listen because, I mean, like especially for Bartlett right now, it's a really good time because you talked about Coach Tucker and what he's been doing with football. Uh, Coach Real has got a great program with the boys' basketball going on right now. Uh, the girls' basketball just uh, taken over by Wes Shapley, who is a Bartlett alum. And, yeah. I mean, a guy who knows hard work as a player. Uh, and he had Arlington absolutely rolling before he took Bartlett this year. So uh, Coach App is going to have the girls at Bartlett rocking and rolling in short order. So uh, we yeah. hope everybody will be you know, listening in for that too. And we got, and hopefully we're going to have baseball this year. And Coach Stewart has, I mean, he's just done a great every, job. Every, every year they're competitive. Every year they're competitive. So, so uh, you know, we only got to do two baseball games this year on account of COVID. And uh, so, uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm hoping that we'll get to do that this year. Uh, we've, we've, quite honestly, let's see, we we did nine football games and we have done ten basketball games this year. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm glad we've been able to do that many with this COVID going on. You know. Yeah. That should be fun. You betcha. Well, guys, uh, for Kristen Johnson and John Sturdivant, I'm Wes Pruitt. 